Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome back to the last episode of Series 4 of Sofa Cinema Club. I'm Colson Smith and as always I'm joined by... Jack P. Shepard. Ben Bueller. I've gone extra radio voice for the last episode. The Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together to educate each other on films. Now it's all about the films we should have seen, but we haven't. Each week we watch a film and then we come into the studio to talk about what we loved, hated and rated about the film. The beauty of our film club is that anybody can join in. All you have to do is watch along with the film at home and then join us every Thursday. This week's film has been chosen by you guys at home and it is the classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But before we get into talking all things the last film of Series 4, as always on Sofa Cinema Club, how has your week been? What have you been up to? Mine's been really uneventful and boring. Nothing's really happened. Great for the podcast. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I have nothing, nothing to bring to the party. Colson has. He been has. Away. He's come saved on. it. Come on, kidder. You're desperate. How was your week? Ask me. Ask <laughs> me. How was your week, Colson? Well, seeing as Sofa Cinema Club Extraterrestrials finished, the Sofa Cinema Club private jet was free because Ben wasn't having to fly around the country. Tell you what, it's a long trek the week before. <laughs> so, um. I, I jumped on the plane, didn't I? And um, I, I went to the Italian Lake District, is what I'm calling it. Um, I went to Lake Como. Yeah, and just had a few a few days of chilling out in a very, very, very pretty location. On your Todd? No, I went with a mate, actually. Rare for me, isn't it? It is rare for you. My mate was asking me, when's Carlson and Alder? I went, yeah, he is. He went, he always does that. No, I I did. I, I went with a friend, which actually is um, is different for me. I went with Stan, who I train with in Manchester. And normally on holiday, I would just walk around and get lost, basically. Um, but I kind of did that. But Stan's a bit more organised, so there was a bit more of a plan of where we were going and what we were going to see. But no, it was min. I mean, Lake Como is one of the places that I've always, always wanted to go. Like it. Uh, for me, it, I, I guess I've kind of just got it in my head of it being this beautiful place. And it, and it didn't disappoint even in October sort of thing. You know, it's it, it's a stunning lake. And the view, Jack, on the I, know. So well, I saw two. your pictures, Coles, and they looked they oh. looked like picturesque, every single one. I was like, wow, look at that. It's great. You would walk around and all day, around 360, it was like a Apple screensaver. Mm. Like, that's all I can describe it as. But um, day two, I got... So I, I stayed in Bellagio, 
which is like a tiny, like it's smaller than Media City, okay? Slummed it then, yeah. And it's all uphill, downhill, cobbles. So I got the ferry on day two into Como, which is like kind of the bottom of the lake, and it's kind of like the main area. It's obviously named like Como. The town is Como. Um, and on top of Como, there's like a village built into the um, mountain called Brunate. And the view from there, like, we got up and there was this restaurant. And I said to Stan, I was like, shall we eat here? And he was like, yeah. And it, we just thought it was a normal restaurant. And we walked in and it just had this terrace. And you could see for miles. And I just went to, like, the waitress. I went, like, wow. And she was like, yeah. She said, it's the first day in two weeks. It's been clear. She said, we've just been in fog. You could see all of the Swiss Alps. The, the view I had was Mont Blanc. And I was like... You could literally see for hundreds and hundreds of miles. It, it it was like stunning, breathtaking. And then you'd turn the corner and you'd be able to see like it, it was just it was just mental. And everywhere I kind of went, obviously where it is it, it's like kind of borders Italy and Switzerland. So like you've got the mountain ranges. And the higher you get, the more you can see. But you can always see you can kind of always see the Alps, but then the higher you get, you like, wow, this is this is some place. Um, so no, it was a it was a really great few days of hiking, running, and eating Italian food. Sounds great. Yeah. Bit of pizza. Oh, I never want to see a carb ever again. <laughs> so you're talking breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I mean, breakfast's croissant, pasta, tough one. That <laughs> <laughs> it's all carbs, like. There's not a chicken breast in sight. Yeah, but breakfast, a little coffee. Well, I don't do coffee, do I? Uh... So yeah, breakfast is like a croissant. So that's like instant sugar. And then lunchtime, you're there and it's it's pasta or pizza or sometimes both. Like it is just full on carbs. I I found on the evening that I was having to eat steak. Oh, fuck you. Oh, have tough to eat steak tonight. I tell you what, this is tough, this holiday business. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm having to eat steak. I'm looking at the Alps and I'm having to eat steak. Can't stand it. I can't. And it's hilly. It's hilly in the air. It's so clear it hurts my lungs. <laughs> I, I had a, a very, very, very nice time. It was a very pretty place. Pick up any Italian coast? Come on. Buongiorno. 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 Ciao. Predro. Who's he? <laughs> he means you're welcome. <laughs> um, Prego. Prego, yeah. Prego, not Pedro. Prego. Grazie. <laughs> I hope you didn't say that when you were there. <laughs> I've got this. Watch this. No, I've got this. I've got it. I've got my Italian ready. I've got my book. So whilst we're on the language barrier, there's all, there's always the fun bit, isn't there? So, um... So Stan's flown home, and I've I've gone for um, a day in the city. So I've kind of gone back um, to a city north of Milan, which is called Bergamo. Um, and again, another hilly city, but kind of this time it is a city. And um, I've had too much pizza. I've had too much pasta. Like I I can't eat another food for at least a week, sort of thing. So I'm walking around, and I'm like, it's tea time here. I'm going to have to eat some, otherwise I'm going to feel <laughs> shy in the morning. Hold on, you've just said yeah. you can't eat. And then you've gone, oh, it's tea time, I'm fucking starving. Why don't you go have a pizza? No, I won't. Fuck pizza, I'm having a steak. So, my mum texted me. You just said you no, can no. eat again. My mum texted me and was like, what are you doing for tea tonight? And I just put ice cream. Like, I am, for tea tonight, I am just having an ice cream. 
In the city, I've walked past, like, I basically did about 40,000 steps through the whole city, basically, to look at every single ice cream shop to see which had the best selection. And then I found this one, and I've walked back to it. So I've walked in to the gelato. <laughs> Rum and raisin, please. And it's that, it's the old, um, it's the old, what size, small, medium, or large? So I've gone large. It's like seven o'clock, I've not eaten a big mistake, that Jack. Large is four scoops. <laughs> So basically the man is there behind the counter. He's looking at me, I'm looking at him and I just say, hello, kind of chants it and he goes, ciao. And I was like, ciao, okay. All the flavours are in Italian. There's no pictures. So it's kind of just, it's kind of just a There's point. There's no pictures. It's, There's no pictures. Yeah. You've got all the rum and raisin picture. And you've only got the vanilla picture. How am I going to know? The only flavour that I could like translate was cheesecake when have you gone to an ice cream shop and there's been pictures <laughs> when have you ever fucking gone to an ice cream shop and go what do you want I have a picture a picture of a cliff it kind of <laughs> it it like might show you a picture of what it is next to it anyway there wasn't that the only word that I could translate <laughs> was cheesecake because it's spelled exactly the same <laughs> okay ah cheesecake <laughs> and Nutella because it's obviously copyright so I've I've done a bit of pointing. So I've pointed at three flavours. I've got one flavour left. I've gone biscuit. Biscoff, like a biscoff. Yeah, it, it was like biscoff ice cream. A flavour that I didn't know what it was that was M-A-U, which when I translated it, it said mousse. And I was like, yeah, try that. That was really good, actually. Yeah. And then what's their flavour called, Ben, that is just milk with shades of uh, milk chocolate in? Begins with S. It's like the famous Italian ice cream flavour. I don't know. Is there a picture? <laughs> Stratitella oh yes of course but that flavour which is basically milk and bits of chocolate really good and then Jack I've pointed at one that looked now this looks good and I've pointed and gone what is that and he went cacao and I've gone it's not cacao because it's white and cacao's chocolate so I was like blanc cacao and he went blanc cacao something white chocolate Ha, oh, get in here we fucking go. Like, this is good. So I went, yeah. So that's my four flavours. I get outside, buzzing. My last day on my holidays, I'm having ice cream for tea. Put my scoop into my Blanc Cacao. Fucking coconut. I oh. was fuming. That's a kick in the dick. Oh, because yeah. you can't do coconut. I, I was like, oh, what am I going to do? I had to eat around it. And it, and it flooded it in. And it all melts. Yeah, it all floods yeah, in. Yeah, it made a little raid into the next ones. Sorbet. Fuck. You needed a fucking picture of a coconut. <laughs> <laughs> fucking coconut. If I'd have had a picture of a coconut, I would have known not to have it, wouldn't I? What I found was, like, you know, normally sometimes some places you go on holiday are like dead touristy. Well, obviously th- this isn't. It's not the place that you know people go. It's kind of it, you know it's proud of the fact that it is just this. It's imagine. I, I guess it's like going to the Lake District. Mm. You know, I, I guess that's kind of what it's like. And they just did stuff very, very well. But um, yeah, it meant that I had coconut ice cream when I thought I was getting white chocolate. So enough from me anyway, because I'm sure I'm boring people with stories of mountains and ice cream ben what have you been up to um i didn't go to cover i went to the london oh yeah that London. Uh, and uh i went to king's cross so i was meeting my mate we were having to do something and then i was meeting my mate and king's cross has all changed since i was there completely and utterly different they've done the station 
They've done all around. Google's there. It's just completely and utterly different. So I'm like, well, I don't know. Google's there. The new Google headquarters is there. It's got a running track, an Olympic running track on the roof. Uh, it's completely different. So King's Cross used to be not very nice. Pretty grim station, grim tube. Now it's extraordinary. All done. Station's all done. All at the back. There's beautiful shops, places to eat, coffee bars, everything. So anyway, I go to my mate. I go, he said, oh, I'm meeting King's Cross. I said, all right, yeah, yeah, great. I'll see you there. Where, where am I going to meet? He said, oh, I'll meet you at the Harry Potter shop. <laughs> so I'm fucking what? I'm fucking Harry fucking Potter shop. So I'm walking around. I go to, I go to this bloke. I go, uh, Harry Potter shop. He said, yeah, yeah, crossover. Anyway, he texts me. He goes, oh, I'm going to be a bit late. Harry Potter shop next to it, brick wall with a fucking half a shopping trolley through it. Platform nine and three quarters. Right, so my head's gone. There's a lad there doing the same job I did at the London Dungeon. Oh, right. So he's obviously bored out of his head, isn't he? He's had thousands of people pushing that cart through the wall. So people come up and he goes, oh, and they grab him. And he goes, oh, will you take a photo? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, look. <laughs> and then I can see he starts suggesting things you would never do. So we got <laughs> a girl and boy went up, this couple. He got the lad on the trolley. Then he got the girl pushing him. Then he goes, right, after five, scream as you're pushing. One, two, three, scream. She goes, ah! Like she's pushing him through the wall. Well, my head had gone. He had loads. He had great ones. Looked like you've tripped over and you've just grabbed the trolley. Whoop, ah! Great, photo, photo. <laughs> I mean, he was good. He was fucking, look like you've lost and you're just, and you're pushing the trolley, but you don't quite know. Now look surprised. Your boyfriend looks surprised. Come on, give me surprise. And you can see, you know, when you go out and you, you're with someone else and maybe it's a date or you're on holiday, but you want to try, but you can see these lads are in the queue and they're like, oh no, I don't want to go up. Yeah. He's making the lads do, he's making them do like Quidditch. No, wave the wand, wave the wand. You're Harry. I mean, I'll tell you what, he was class. And my mate was late. My mate was half an hour late. Oh, I was beside myself. I thought, he's good. And then he'd always do one, which I know, because I used to do this, was just for his own amusement. Mm. Something where he'd just go, oh, God, I got them to do that. Or both, no one pushing, which I thought was brilliant. He said, no, both get on the thing. No one's pushed. You've just thrown, you've just flown through. And then he'd do this face go, everyone go, right, after five, scream. And they go, ah, like they they don't want to be pushed through. I'm like, fair play. That was London. After that, it was all downhill. It was just (laughs) Harry Potter world at the train. Yeah, all I wanted to do was get on the train. I got off, see Harry Potter and go back. Whoever that lad is, fair play. Brilliant. That was me. That was my week. Shall we get into talking all things Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Bueller. So, let's get into talking all things this week's film, which is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And because it was chosen by you guys at home, that means we get a fourth member of the podcast. And this week, we're welcoming onto Sofa Cinema Club, Rachel Strong from Stockport. She's an office manager whose son has just graduated from Salford Uni and she's very much looking forward to his graduation next month. Let's find out what Rachel Strong from Stockport said for her synopsis of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Hi, my name is Rachel and this is my brief synopsis of one of my all-time favourite films, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ferris Bueller is charming and charismatic and he doesn't feel like going to school today. 
He sets up an intricate ruse to fool his parents and teachers, then invites girlfriend Sloan and best friend Cameron to join him for a day of adventure, including visiting a museum, going to a baseball game, joining a parade and eating in a fancy French restaurant, as well as borrowing the beloved classic Ferrari that belongs to Cameron's dad. However, not everyone is fooled by Ferris's charm. His sister Jeannie is tired of Ferris getting away with everything and sets out to derail him. She's not the only one who feels something's not quite right. Ferris's principal, Ed Rooney, is determined to prove that Ferris isn't sick in bed, even if it means visiting Ferris at home. Ferris Bueller has a fabulous soundtrack and quotes you'll remember forever. And here's a fun fact. Writer John Hughes wrote the script for Ferris Bueller in just six days. Enjoy. She's done your job, Jack. Rachel, what the fuck? She's done your job. Ooh, and I have to say... That's a very good synopsis. She can't be including friggin' facts in synopsis. She's off the bench, come on. Do you know what I really like there as well? She said, here's a brief synopsis, and then gone and done a better synopsis than any of us have done all series. It's not easy to do. Cue Rachel in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) What was her fact then, Jack? Her fact there was that John Hughes, he wrote the film in like six days a week, which was common. He he always did that. He wrote Plane Trains quick, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Home Alone, he, you know, Uncle Buck, all that. He did them all and like fast, just churned them out. Just had an idea, wrote them down, took it to, I think, it, is it Paramount who produced this? Yeah. I think it's Paramount. Took it there. And they were like, great, John, you've brought us another golden gem. This is perfect. Um, however, Screen Actors Guild, they're about to have a writer's strike and they're going to be picketing outside the um, the studios in about half an hour. So can we sit on this for like a couple of months, wait until the strike's over and then we'll sort of like get the plans down to try and get it made. And he's like, all right, yeah, let me know when it's all done. <laughs> <laughs> so he literally just used to write films and get them made rapid. But I suppose that's his style, isn't it? Yeah. He was box office gold at that time. And I suppose he just, he got it out there as quick as he could and then worked it out from there. Um, so I watched this on the flight home this morning. Had you seen it before, Coles? I had seen it before, but before I'd had your influence of the way to watch a film, I must have been on my phone, basically. Because watching it this time, I actually watched it. I love the way you said your influence of watching a film. What would that be? Well, watching it. <laughs> yeah, I, actually watching it. <laughs> Not just having it on and hoovering. Oh my God, how was that? Well, I never knew. It's like really good. You get a story and everything. Do you know what? I've not done the old. Um, I've not done the old film and Hoover for a while, actually. What's the film and Hoover? That's what I used to do. I used to stick a shit film on and like do the hoovering and clean up whilst the film was on. Who does that? Well, Colson in 2018. What did you do there? What kind of like cleaning did you do? Like bathroom and have you it? You can't on? even hear it. So you're not watching it and you can't hear it. So what would be a film you would have watched cleaning? Um. So you're now not in the room, you're not watching it and you can't hear it. And then if someone asked you if you'd seen it, would you say, yeah, 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 so it's very good between the bog and the oven. It was fantastic. <laughs> Now I just listen to us in my ear when I clean. But I used to I used to watch a film. How far you've come. Yeah. <laughs> well, I watched this film with my girlfriend. She'd never seen this film before. Oh, what a gem to have not seen it. How great. Uh, yeah, she really, really enjoyed it. Really loved it. And it's one of my son's favourite films. He's seven years old. He's nearly eight. And 
I think when you're that age, you can relate so much to this film because all you know really is getting up and going to school, yeah. really, isn't it? So, And there's days, obviously, when kids don't want to go to school and this looks like a really fun day, doesn't it? Did you ever have any good sick days? I did, and I have actually pulled a sickie once. And I got the idea after watching The Exorcist. (laughs) (laughs) So I I turned all the heating off. And I made it freezing cold in there. And I levitated. And I levitated and I made my head spin round. She went, you better have the day off, Jack. You don't look great. <laughs> I think you possess. It's a long way to go for, for a day off, that, isn't it? I, uh, I watched the film The Exorcist and then I was reading somewhere um, about how they made the sick, the pea soup. Because it's pea soup, isn't it? <laughs> Did you in the throw Exorcist. up into your mum's face? I made like a pea soup in the middle of the night. So that I could get up in the morning, put it down the toilet, and then do retching noises going like that. And then mum goes, what's wrong? And I go, I'm not well. Worked a charm. What did you do on your day off? I just played on PlayStation, bollocks all. My big victory was getting the day off and making the soup. After that, it was all downhill. My parents, um, my parents never, never fell for it, ever. If ever I tried to do that, (laughs) I'm sick, like never fell for it. And... You know, like, if you were ill in school and you used to have to go to first aid and then they'd eventually ring your parent to say, can you come and collect him? Like, they'd ring my dad and they'd be like, not the chance. <laughs> not the chance. <laughs> leave him in. What were you two like in school? Were you cool? What do you mean? You're saying it like, I'm not cool now. I've always been cool. I've always been fucking cool. You are cool now, yeah, yeah, but were you, were yeah, you like, were you cock yeah, of the school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we went to a teacher's strike. So it was like you had to get off the school premises to have your lunch. It was like really weird. You couldn't have a day off. We didn't have a sick bay. There wasn't one. There wasn't a nurse. No one rang up. You could just leave. So you just didn't didn't turn up. You could just walk out. Like people walked out, had their lunch and came back. Mm. I think my favourite lesson was I got taught how to ride a motorbike by the history teacher. <laughs> and we used to do rally driving in the winter and he used to he used to be fucking great he'd look at me in history because oh, I was like oh this is fucking Newcastle fucking freezing in the 80s there was just a whole period in Newcastle where it snowed every year and he went I've got the hose out he'd look at me he'd go Price Price i go yeah got the hose out so he'd spray the um, playground with water and it would freeze then you've got a mini and you'd go rally driving oh in the car. God. <laughs> oh, oh I'll tell you what, it was absolutely brilliant. It was like, I mean, completely, you'd never get away with it. Was that, what was that, PE? No, it was like after school, <laughs> after school, like mechanics club or something, which was absolutely, we never built anything. Oh, we what? built a garage out of cement and then he taught me how to ride motorbikes. Like we got onto the school field with motorbikes, two motorbikes. And then a lad came over once. I was riding it around. He came over and said, can you quieten down my mum? My wife's having a baby. (laughs) (laughs) We were at school. Yeah, funny it was. It was funny. Those are the days. So Ferris Bueller, yeah, it'd be perfect. I used to, um, so like PE, if it was like cross country or running. Like, I mean, obviously I've, I've, I'm a changed man now. Um, But yeah, cross country. I used to ask my mum to write me a note and sometimes she would and sometimes she wouldn't. But the trick was, if you had an injury, like if you'd sprain your ankle, you were allowed to wear trainers and not school shoes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're running 
in school shoes. No, no, no. So <laughs> you didn't around <laughs> around around school, if you were injured, um. you could say that your school shoes hurt so that you could wear not. So what I used to do is obviously take my PE kit because I was going to school to do cross country, get into school, go to the toilet, change into my trainers, say that I've got the permission to wear my trainers because I'm injured, and then get out of get out across country. Oh. Used to sit there marshalling at the top of a hill waving a flag. The cross country used to go past my parents' house and my dad's window looks out to where it goes. I remember one day he was like, saw I'm doing cross country. I was like, yeah, not my year, that. Not my year, dad. Not <laughs> my fucking year. hell, I might get busted. I saw you sat on that hill with that fucking flag. Flag, waving them through. <laughs> Eating a Thompson's of bacon. Wasn't cross country, <laughs> I mean, cross country's absolute bollocks. Isn't it? I'd love to go back. Oh no, you'd be then. fine now. Oh, but in the cold. and I'd love to do it with my school year group. I, you, I don't know why, just because I know that we've I'd got them together, Colson. Here <laughs> we are, twenty-five news laughing now. <laughs> the ten-year reunion. Colson's turned up in running kit. We're doing cross country. <laughs> All you ones that call me fucking jiggly boobs, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> jiggly boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Who's laughing now? Right, shall we go back to talking about the film? Oh, yeah. So, opening scene um, break, breaks the fourth wall straight away, doesn't it? I he? loved that all the way through. It talks to the camera all the way through. I loved it. The only thing that I can relate that, like, breaking the fourth wall to is almost DiCaprio now in Wolf of Wall Street when he's talking about how he takes his drugs. It was similar to that. As soon as I was watching it, I was like, oh, wow, okay. So he's literally talking to you. And it's almost like when you're watching that film, you go back to that childlike state that he is in because everyone can relate to being in bed on the morning of a school day, can't they? And then you just know the minute he's got away with a school day that he's going to make sure that he has the best day ever. When he breaks the fourth wall, he lets you into his story. Yeah. He lets you into being him. It's all a gag. So me and you in this story... I'm going to play this gag against all the adults and you can come with me. Yeah. It's a very clever device very early on. Suddenly you become, you want to be Ferris Bueller's mate. It's you and him versus the world. Exactly. Yeah. And it it does that really well and it does encapsulate it from minute one. You know, even when Jennifer Grey, his sister, she's kind of, she's seen right through it all. Dirty dancing. Dirty dancing. Speaking of dirty dancing, them two did a bit of dirty dancing together, didn't they? They they were engaged. Yeah. 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 Fell, fell in love on the film. Another couple who got it on after this film, Ferris Bueller's mum and dad. Had two kids. Yeah. They got married and then got divorced like years later, but yeah, they got it on. And they called them the sa- their kids the same name as the kids in the film. Bollocks. Ferris and... Did no, they? no, they fucking didn't. That would have been, that would have been fucking great, that wouldn't it? would have been. What's your son called? Ferris. Oh my God, how... Wow, that's crazy. We met on Ferris Bueller and we called him Ferris. That would have been... Great if they'd have done that. Well, but Ferris Bueller is from the name of director's mate, isn't it? Bueller. The director had a mate called Bueller, not Ferris, but something Bueller. So he named him after that. Ferris's best mate, Cameron, is actually ill. So he is off school as well. And Ferris kind of rings him up and says, Mint House. Mint House. Obviously, Rich, his dad's a stockbroker, isn't he? And his mum's away with work. Um, Ferris finally convinces him to come round and kind of help him pull off his plan. And step one on his plan of having the best day off ever is to get his girlfriend out of school. Now, we've heard stories about this 
on Sofa Cinema Club in the past because Hanny has pretended to be Jack on the phone, giving it the old hello, hello, which <laughs> is Jack. exactly what they do, isn't it? He does a great impression, doesn't he, of her dad? It's brilliant. I absolutely loved it. So clever as well in the film of how, as the audience, we all think it's Ferris. And obviously the teacher thinks it's Ferris. The teacher knows that it's not legit. And then Ferris rings from another line and we see Ferris at home and we're like, oh, fuck, it's not Ferris. Who is it? And then we realise that it's Cameron and kind of their plan is all coming together and working nicely. I suppose that's what's nice is you're not going to beat Ferris. Mm. He's not just a kid. You're not going to beat him. Everyone loves him. Everyone starts to think he's got losing a kidney. So they start making a big collection at school. Like the way the police know who he is. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's it's very clever because he's Ferris and everyone loves him. They end up in Chicago in the city centre for basically the best day ever. That And that is the complete aim, isn't it? And they start off by getting themselves a spot of lunch. John Hughes, he films like all of his films in Chicago. I think it's because he lived there. Is that why? Yeah. Yeah. Like Home Alone, Chicago, Planes, Trains, Automobiles, Chicago. So when I went to um, drama school, when I did the course in New York, the like only lad that I got on with in on the New York course, he lives in Chicago now, and like I keep in touch with him, and like he has like a very nice American life, like almost a Hannah Montana type life. <laughs> Just America just looks amazing. Has he said that? Has he said I've got a I just see it on the IG. Have you seen that movie, Hannah Montana? Like <laughs> Every day. Cross with Ferris Bueller. So maybe I should go to Chicago and I'd want to have a day like Ferris Bueller had. So they go to the ball game, don't they? That's fun. Really clever bit with the TV, isn't it? Oh, the How, teacher, um, yeah. So the teacher is basically... He knows that Ferris is up to Is he in a bar? Is he, like, drinking his sorrows in a bar? No, he's he's gone to, like, the hangout spot, hasn't he? That's it, yeah. And he thinks he's seen Ferris, and he goes up to him, and he embarrasses himself, and he gets it wrong. And in the background of the shot is the ball game on TV, and Ferris takes a catch in the crowd. And then the next thing you know, we're we're in the crowd, and it's, you know, it it is just, you know, it's, it's... it's a proper, proper day off. I Oh, my God. So, speaking of this story, it's a bit, bit Ferris Bueller-esque, but not. So, I've got tickets for the Ashes. And I've gone to Dad, we've got tickets for the Ashes. And Dad's like, fucking amazing. Like, we're going to the Ashes. Obviously, cricket's five days. So, it's it's weekdays. It's work. So, Dad's, Dad's at work and he's had to do the old Ferris Bueller day off. <coughs> I'm I'm sick. I can't come in. <laughs> we've We've gone to the Ashes. We're, we're in a box and the fucking sky camera has oh, gone God. on me, hasn't it? Dad sat there next to me and it was at the time on Corrie, I was missing and Bumble, the commentator, is a massive Corrie fan. And he was like, Beth, I've found him. I've found your lad. He's not missing. He's at the cricket. And I was like, Dad, Dad went, his Blackberry started pinging and like his workmate texted him and basically said, hey, we've got the day booked off. And he had, he, he did. He wasn't pulling a sickie. Oh, funny. That that that's very Ferris Bueller. It is, yeah. Using the old pea soup trick. <laughs> the old pea soup. <laughs> I love the way Ferris comes up with a really, uh, a really complicated plan of things on the door, noises, and everything. Jack P. Shepherd. I'm using pea soup. Damn bog. You don't, I don't need to muck around now with any fancy electronics. It's pea soup. Damn bog. I'm off. 
So you've had a nice lunch, you've had a drive, you've been to the ball game. I think the only thing to do now is to join a join a parade, isn't it? No, you've one two miss a few. That restaurant that they go to, you know that French restaurant? Yeah. That's the same restaurant that the Blues Brothers go to in Chicago and wreck. Is it? Yeah, that Jake and Elwood Blues went to you know and they go and they out and they start ordering loads of champagne and they start making a noise and everything. That's the same restaurant that the Blues Brothers... See, do. that's a good fact. That's good. That's, that's not good. easy to pull out. He uses his old telephones well, doesn't he, Ferris? It'd be a nightmare with an iPhone. He'd be able to get up to loads. You see, this is the thing. His mum and dad must be loaded. He's got a synthesizer, which in 1986 cost eight grand. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's different times then. His, it was different his times sister's back then. got that white little sports car. She's got that. She's got a Porsche. Yeah. Like it's real though, Jack. <laughs> Literally like it's real. He's got a synthesizer. It's worth eight grand. He's very. <laughs> he can do what he wants. So making sure they're getting something a little bit educational. They have a trip out to the museum, don't they? I really loved this scene. With Cameron. Just the whole shots that the director uses there of just showing them just looking at the art and the sort of score the music that is put over the top i don't know why i enjoyed it so much but i was just smiling through watching it i thought it was a really a really nice touch he has a lot of confidence as a director doesn't he Mm. and he said that he put that in because it was something that he enjoyed to do so he thought well what would i do on my day off i would go and I'd look around an art gallery because I think they're, they're really beautiful and peaceful and he, he just put it in. And there's that bit with Cameron where he kind of sees a painting of a child in madness and he kind of relates to it, doesn't he? Mm. And sees himself in the painting and the shots just jump and jump and jump and jump. He does those massive close-ups quite a lot, doesn't he, John Hughes? He does them at the beginning of the film as well when they're in the, um, the economics class. Uh, then the teacher's talking to him, he's giving, he's giving some sort of lecture to the whole class and he just does massive close-ups on the students literally not listening to a single word that he's saying. And that actor that he picked to do that, you've probably seen him in loads of films but don't know his name and neither do I, so don't the teacher. ask. The teacher. Who does the register at the start. Yes. Yeah. He was like... A graduate from like a university and he had had a major in economics so john hughes says there's no script i just want you to give a lecture to these students that's it he wasn't an actor and he just did it as though he was just doing a speech basically and just talked to him in his mundane voice and then he's got job after job doing that same sort of character Bueller. yeah Bueller. Bueller. i love that yeah very smart. I think you're right, Jack. Some very subtle filmmaking. Mm. Slice of life stuff. He goes from that very kind of rom com to then a slice of teenage life that they're having this horrendously boring time and Bueller is having this extraordinary life. Mm-hmm. Very well done. And all the kids in school think that Bueller is this absolute legend, don't they? You know, he, he's getting attention all over Chicago from everybody. They kind of... He, he's almost like a mythical legend, isn't he? He's, he's got this status behind him. And I love that bit where he's on the phone at school 
and he just says, hand me to someone else. Yeah, put someone else on. And they just pass him to the next person and they're like, Ferris? Oh, hi, Ferris. And it's so quick. It's so clever. Everyone knows him and everyone likes him. And it's just a tiny bit of dialogue and a phone handed over. I thought, God, that's smart. Even the teacher's assistant, she is like a Ferris fan, isn't she? (laughs) And, you know, she's brilliant in the way that she does it. And she's like, oh, well, Ferris is pretty popular. And hates the sister and hates the sister. Yeah. Gives her nothing. Hates the sister but loves Ferris. So then they decide to join a parade. And it's kind of this bit where this is like... The bigness, isn't it? Well, I don't... It's weird, because for me, this was massive, because it's a musical number when you're not expecting a musical number. No CGI. It was mint. There must have been an actual parade in the... Yeah. There was a parade. There was a parade on in Chicago that day, and they were coming down to film that scene during the parade. It's all arranged. And they did, like, a, a radio announcement and said, John Hughes film in Chicago... During the parade, if you want to be in the film, come down. 10,000 people showed up <laughs> in downtown Chicago to be in Ferris Bueller. And the, he gets on that float and he's got the, a couple of musical numbers rehearsed. That um, Dankeschen, that song, yeah. sings that German yeah, song, yeah, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. And then he does the Beatles. Um, Shake your tail feather. Twist and shout. Twist and shout, yeah. Shake your tail feather. Come on and shake. I meant to say twist and shout, and that came out. You know, there's a few shots, and it shows, like, the construction workers and, like, the window cleaners. That's got to be real. The construction workers has... Yeah, Yeah. it is real. When it panned to that, I went, that is real. They are real lads who are just taking the piss and having a great time. Yeah, they were. It's the sort of thing you can imagine happening to us. Yeah. But that's the thing, you see, you get from the fact it's not CGI. Yeah. It's you happening. get realness. Yeah. You get realness. Like, they're in it. It's like happening. They're filming it. It's so American, that, though, isn't it? It proper reminds me of, like, Ghostbusters. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah! I thought, yeah! yeah. I, thought they lo- I went, fair play to the Americans. If they want to give it, they can They give, give it. it. Yeah. You, you couldn't have casted actors to play the crowd or to play the workmen. You, cu- you couldn't have got that better than what they got. And you couldn't have done it in Leeds. No. No, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they all get into it. Yeah. For, for twist and shout, he smashes that, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Straight to judges' houses. I don't know how many takes that must have took, but he he is he's loving it, absolutely loving it. But it, there's something interesting about his performance. He is loving it, but he's also retaining that part of him, which is Ferris, which is looking, going, isn't this a bit crazy? You know, he's not completely like out of his character he still retains a character while he's singing and he's almost singing to his own he's just his two mates but all this stuff's going on around him and he's going out he's having living his best life yeah and his mates are really like how how does he do it like they, they're kind of I mean Cameron's extremely envious and jealous isn't he of Ferris and everything he's got and I think Cameron's kind of making big decisions now about himself and the way he lives his life well he should have a bit of Ferris in him yeah, everyone wants to be Ferris, don't they? They, they all they all want that fun, and yeah, they they jump back in the old Ferrari that's been for a joyride whilst it's had its valet, hasn't it? Are they making their way home then? Yeah, they're, they're heading home. Or they go home. to the jacuzzi, they do that, don't they, for a bit? And they all go back their separate ways, and tomorrow he's going back to school, and it is a moment of, yeah, we'll see you in the morning. There's a few great scenes when he almost gets caught in Chicago, doesn't he, by his dad. 
Yeah. You know, it coming out the restaurant, the taxi, that's all funny. Yeah. And then his sister decides, because in the background the teacher's trying to get to him, and his sister decides to blow the whole gaff and tell everyone what's going on. But then she gets arrested. Yeah, and she has a moment, doesn't she, in the jail where she actually realises that her brother's not all that bad. Well, Charlie Sheen, she has that scene with Charlie Sheen. Who looks like Steve McDonald. <laughs> Do you know, Charlie Sheen actually stayed awake for 48 hours before filming that scene. He's great, isn't he? Is that how method he is? Yeah. Well, he probably was at the time. I mean, he was probably just out partying. He's great in it, though. Yeah, he is great. Yeah, he's, he's great, great in it. Just one scene, but he's great. You go, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He's got real charm about him. Yeah. And he goes, oh, your brother sounds all right. Why are you getting into him? Yeah. And you just keep on your own side of the tracks. And I was like, yeah, yeah, great. And then she's she does that very, very well when her mum comes to pick her up and she's really excited by a boyfriend or something, a little fling. She plays that so well. She, so yeah, she's so real. Cute. Yeah, really brilliant. She is great. And then Ferris is on his way back home and it's kind of the race. And it? it's the dad from Chicago. It's the sister and mum. And it's Ferris, basically, isn't it? It's, it's all them. And in the end, his sister basically bails him out. Yeah, well, what, we have, what we've seen as well previous is the head teacher, who, by the way, is called Mr. Rooney, yeah? Yeah. My daughter's deputy head teacher's called Mr. Friggin' Rooney. <laughs> Can you believe that? I loved it. I absolutely I straight got on the phone texting her saying, Mr. Rooney's in Ferris Bueller's day off. She's like, I know. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> Ed Rooney. Yeah. yeah. So he's been at the house and he's been attacked by that dog, which I thought was brilliant. And he goes yeah, he's through. A he when he puts his head through dog flap. Well, he thinks it's a cat flap. My head is thinking <laughs> cat flap. Big cat. <laughs> and his, his head goes through. And I thought at the time, this has got so many notes of Home Alone. Hasn't it? Yeah. Even yeah, yeah, even yeah. a little bit of like Bueller setting up the little traps, you know, in his bedroom yeah, for like yeah. opening. And I thought, oh my God, you can easily see how he's got the inspiration and the idea for Home Alone uh, just from that film alone. You know, the adult trying to get in and the kid always being on the winning end. Mm. But yeah, so the teacher is on to him. The teacher's running to the house. He's also crashed the Ferrari. Which is an amazing bit, and they crashed it too far. It was only meant to crash down at the bottom, and they and it sped off so hard it went to the next door's garden. Oh wow! So when they show the shot of the car crashed, it's gone next door, and that's why you knock- can see the fence. Yes, hi, can I have my car back? And it had crashed right through the back, and they completely got it wrong. So when they're looking, they're like, "Oh shit, that's gone a bit far." But that was in a, a great bit of the film. I loved that bit. And Jack said the bit with Mr. Rooney is that Ferris always wins. And he he does win, doesn't he? He wins this battle and then he's back upstairs in bed when his mum and dad come into the room. And, you know, he says, I'm feeling 150% better. And please don't make me have another day off. I want to go back to school tomorrow because I don't want to be held back a year. And it's kind of that moment where you go, he's got everyone in the palm of his hand. And literally, the world that day was his. It was his world to take over, and he did it in his own way. Shall we have a quick little break, and then we'll come back and give our ratings. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So, ratings. I think you should go first, Colson. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't going to. This is a No, curveball. I think you should. Because you know it's a big film of me and Jack's. And actually, I think that you need to say, you know that. We've mentioned it before. And I think you need to now say what you think without getting coloured by what we think. See, I was going to... I I wanted you to go first. Okay, right. I really, really liked this film. The first time I'd watched it, I did not appreciate it whatsoever. Like, I I, I obviously... It's like I haven't watched the same film sort of thing. So I'm basically classing this as the first time I've watched it. I loved it. It kind of gives me the same sort of reality as those films that I'm in love with from my Disney Channel days of one person taking on the world and that kind of teenage... It, you know, it, 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 is, it gives me massive Disney Channel vibes. It, it, it really does. Um, yeah, loved it. Enjoyable. A great hour and 40 minutes. You want to be Ferris Bueller. You want to have his girlfriend. You want to have his best mate. You just want that life and you you want to be him and yeah 9.2 oof oof yeah big price yeah great so when it first came out i was probably 14 15 fantastic film very well made well written watched it with my son he'd seen it for the it, he'd never seen it before there were so many great bits that he loved he loved ferris uh eight eight I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go seven point eight. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck right off. That's that's a lot lower than I was expecting. I I really really liked this film. Really, I liked do really it. like it. I think John Hughes has done better films, which is why I think it's in the sevens. I've not taken into consideration any of the directing, any of the writing, any of the shots, like I sometimes have to do with the films that you guys pick, I have just taken in a face value of the pure entertainment that I got from the Maybe film. Maybe that's what you should do, Coles. Maybe my way of looking at the film's wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm probably just falling into the trap and go, I've seen John Hughes do better films. 
Home Alone's a better film. Planes, Trains and Automobiles, better film. But for me, 7.8, I feel as though that's still a very good rating for what it is. I mean, it is just a kid's day off, you know? Um, And I think 7.8 is fair. Um, I do love what the director's done. I love all the performances. I think it's Alan Rook who plays Cameron. Yeah. I think he's, he's done a great job. Matthew Broderick, obviously. The teacher... He's one of my favourite characters in the film. And a lot of his stuff was improvised as well. John Hughes just said, look, just go, just have make fun. up some stuff, have fun. I love that I love that random line he says when he's trying to get in the house and he goes, I'm stuck out here with, with my cheese in the wind. And just because John Hughes said, I just want you to say some nonsense outside and that's just one of the ad-libs he came out with. Uh, I do feel as though they had a lot of fun making this film and it shows through a lot on screen and I think when you sit down at home I do find myself smiling watching it so the only reason it's not got a higher rating is because you've seen John Hughes do similar stuff that's better yeah I think so yeah because Home Alone's your film yeah Home Alone I mean come on yeah you're talking nines close to tens I mean Home Alone is Home Alone what's the total score then 25 25 that is big I think What's extraordinary is, on paper, a very thin film. Executed brilliantly by Broderick, brilliant director. But on paper, very thin. Mm. Boy takes day off from school. But what? what ha, ha, look, we're still talking about it now, 35 years on, on Netflix. So 25 out of 30 for Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which is the last episode of Series 4. Before we do a little bit of a recap of the films in Series 4, it is time... For one last time this series. How are we doing it? Jack's hidden gem of the week. Last one of series four. There's only one thing I can really mention, really. I mean, the gem this week. It's got to be Squid Game. I've not seen it. Have you not seen it? And it's it's hardly a hidden gem. It is the most seen show on Netflix ever. It's hardly, but you know what? I've got to mention it. I have got to mention it. Is it amazing? I put this off, right, because I thought, well, it's just Battle Royale. They've literally just redone Battle Royale, and everyone's going, oh my God, it's amazing. It's never been done before. I went, well, it has. Uh, I watched episode one, wasn't blown away. I went, mm, it's all right. I've not... After two, three, four, you are in. You are playing the frigging game. Honestly, you're in. It's all about the characters, the relationships. They're all intertwined. Very, very clever. And another thing that's really nice, actually, the guy who created it, he tried to get it made for 10 years. Wow. And he got turned away by like 50 studios. They all said, shite, go away, piss off. You don't know what you're doing. He was skint. He had no money. He ended up having to sell his laptop to to make rent because he, he just had no money and he thought it, it's no one's ever going to pick it up. And then who comes along? Netflix. And they said, we think you're on to summer. We're going to get, we're going to take you on board with this squid game. 
and they have and he's created it he's wrote it he's directed it and it is very good I've got to hand it to him it is very good you have to watch it with the Korean subtitles don't be doing any of that dub shit yeah so so me and Ben were going to start watching it and we had a slight disagreement so I said we would watch it on our own because you said you couldn't watch it subtitled you had to watch it dubbed no no I said if I'm going to watch it subtitled I need I, I have I can't be watching it at 10 o'clock at night like I I need to watch it 4 o'clock midday with the blinds shut now, my girlfriend's sister has just started watching it, and after like two episodes, three episodes, she's ringing me up saying, I don't understand what's going on, blah, blah, blah. What? Why has this happened? Why has that happened? I went, well, have you been watching it? She goes, yeah. And I go, I know you've been on your phone, haven't you? She goes, well, yeah, I was I was like texting. I Because she does what you do. She'll do something what, else while watching something. <laughs> yeah. So you can't... Be, I went, no, no, you have to watch. Honey's like, well, I'm just going to paint my nails. I went, babe, it's in Korean. You can't listen. How good you Korean? How good you Korean? You have to friggin' watch and read. Yeah, yeah. She's like, right, okay, we're in. But honestly, we've watched it. We loved it. That's the gem. How many eps, Jack? Jack's not so hidden gem. Jack's Squid not so hidden gem. How many nine, eps? Nine eps. Nine eps. Nine hours. I've mentioned once or twice that this is our last episode of Series 4. Um, we've covered a lot of films in Series 4. 21, which is our standard number now for a series. So the highest rated film of Series 4 is E.T. The lowest rated film is Holes. But what film have you enjoyed the most? Starting off with you, Ben. Vantage Point. Get in. <laughs> knew it. I mean, an, an undiscovered gem. <laughs> I knew it. Vantage Point. Not a single 10 from me, this series. You believe that? Not a single 10. Yeah, but you piss about with the point thingies. So, of course, you can get away with that. 9.7 is a 10. 9.7 was my highest rated. But it series. is a 10. It's not. Because if you, where you go, 9, 10, but you piss around with point naught 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 four percent pi, of course, you don't give a 10. My highest rating of the series, High School Musical. Ten. Is that a 10? Yeah. Oh, my God. We're all in this together. And we'll be back together for Series 5, hopefully, won't we? Yep, defo. We're hoping to come back later in 2021 to give you more Sofa Cinema Club around Christmas time. A few Christmas films to get you in the mood. Christmas is big for us. We've always done a couple of Christmas movies. Christmas, we're rammed. We're rammed. Got so much to do, so much to watch. I don't I don't know what my Christmas film's going to be this year. I know what my first pick of Series 5 is. Oof. I could tease it, actually, to some of the audience at home because I've just been to Italy and it's... It's a classic for my generation who have been who who want to go to Italy. Um so yeah, but I, I will leave it as that because we'll be back in series five where we're reviewing more films that you should have seen but you haven't. We're continuing the educational journey of Sofa Cinema Club and we'll be back with more extraterrestrial and more Sofa Cinema Club coming soon. Until then Good night, God bless. Good night. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.